Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Called to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and uh, got a great episode in store for you today. Uh, I got my friend Casey Mitchell here. He's from Chester, Utah. Um, he was telling me it's not too far from Snow College. Um, and he has a mission called to serve over in Sacramento, California. And uh, he leaves in just, just a few months in February. So how are you, Casey? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We're excited to to hear your story and get to, uh, to learn from you. So um, the first question that, uh, that I like to ask is what's your story, right? What led you to decide to serve a mission? Oh, I've been looking forward to this question. So um, I always wanted to serve, but I never considered myself ready to serve if that makes sense Mm. so i always counted myself out before i really had the chance to like think about serving and um thinking about the different options that were there for me and um this summer well i graduated in may and um in may i was thinking and i was praying and i was reading the scriptures and then this thought came into my head of heavenly father telling me to to stick around in this season of my life that's happening at that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's kind of strange, you know? And um, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just be patient. I'll wait to make these big decisions and, you know, live and enjoy the last few months of high school before I started college. And then I graduated and my dad actually got released from the YSA stake two weeks before that. So mm-hmm. uh, we went down uh, with him. And it was kind of, it was a sad sacrament meeting, but it was a really special sacrament meeting. He served down there for quite some time as a state president or in the state presidency, excuse me. And, um, as I was sitting there, I felt like this is where I needed to be. So after I received that revelation of, uh, to stay in this season of earth's life, I needed to now press on as the new season came in, you know, it was out with the old and in with the new in a sort of way. And so I started going down to the YSA. Um, and as I sat there, I just knew that's where I needed to be in that moment. And as I was there, I was surrounded by all these returned missionaries and they were all sharing these amazing stories and these spiritual experiences with them. And my absolute favorite was testimony meeting because it was, uh, it was like I was drowning in the spirit, which is such a good feeling to have. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the end of, so while I was at the YSA, uh, I had the thought to look at going to FSY. Um, I couldn't go as a counselor. I was too young to go as a counselor. And I didn't want to go as uh, like one of the attendants because I was like, I just graduated. I'm kind of too old for this. I don't want right. to be on the upper end and babysat and all that kind of thing. And it just kept Mm. coming back to me, coming back to me. And so then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And so I uh, picked the date and I went for a week and it was absolutely life-changing. The whole week was not expected what I, or wasn't what I expected at all. And so the whole week was just revelation after revelation. But the most important one was I had 
another personal revelation to text my bishop of, you know, I want to start my mission papers. What can I do? And he goes, so I know you're at FSY right now. Um, and I'm really excited. So here's the list of questions. And he sent me over a document of questions that they ask in the mission interview. And so during my personal study in the morning, um, I was praying about it and I was reading the questions and uh, I never really searched for an answer so hard to see if I was ready to start my mission papers. You know, mm -hmm. I think I took 20 minutes reading 10 questions because I seriously went as slow as I possibly could, which was so out of character for me. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but I had, you know, I was just like, okay, this is ready. I'm ready to start my papers. This is what I need to be doing. And I opened them. I started working on them. Everything was coming together and it was amazing. And then I realized that, oh, I have to go to the temple before I go on my mission. And so mm -hmm. I made preparations for that. And that was kind of my next step. So I opened my mission papers and then um, went to the temple and was preparing in that way. And, um, after I went through the temple, I felt like things were starting to fall apart, like sand slipping through my fingers. I went to the temple the Friday before I started college and I had a goal for myself to make it to the temple before college started, because I knew that once I was there, it was going to be a completely different environment. Everybody around me was going to be from a different culture and it was going to be a huge collision of different things. And I just really needed the peace that came from the temple. Um, and so I was really drawn to it and I went exactly at the right time. I know that heavenly father orchestrated it for me. And I am so grateful for that because then I started school on Monday and I was going, what in the world? Like I felt like I was in a completely different universe for a little while, but because I had gone through the temple and received my endowment, I was able to have the peace and have just the sanctuary of, I know where I'm needed right now. And so then after that, after I went through the temple, you know, um, I finished up my papers, met with my stake president and it was just one snag after another. So I, actually submitted my papers to the stake uh at the end of september i believe the end of mm -hmm. september and okay. it was just one small thing after another and i ended up waiting for five weeks to get my mission call oh wow and for me that was detrimental because yeah now they come online and everybody's like yeah i got mine in one week i got mine in two weeks you know <laughs> all these guys in my ward three or four of us all right now that are getting ready to go out and they've all received their mission call standing around going casey where's yours like don't you have it yet and i'm like no i don't know where it's at i couldn't make <laughs> it come any faster but i definitely learned that in that chain i was supposed to learn patience and that was now i've understood a little bit better that i'm definitely going to be needing to use some more patience on my mission but yeah and then i opened my mission call uh just this last week and i'm going to california sacramento but uh, it's been really powerful for me uh, to see my story unravel a little bit better as I think of it as links in a chain, you know, you can grab one and hold on to it and it's steady and you can, it's something valuable that you can tangible that you can hold in your hands and uh, then use it to grab the next one. And so I was really grateful that Heavenly Father was able to show me that small little pieces of revelation will help build up to where you need to be. 
Cause I think if I would have not listened back in May to stay in this season of earth's life and just like rush into everything and, you know, get started and jump in all the way, then I don't think I, I would have definitely missed all of those little pieces in between. And I wouldn't have had the opportunity to go on a mission. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing your story. I think, you, know, you bring up a few good points and a few different things kind of stood out to me just as you were were sharing your experiences. Um, one of which was what you were just saying, just where, you know, sometimes we just rush through things. You know, we want to rush. Oh, I got to get to the next thing. Got to get to the next thing. Got to get to the next thing. And we said a lot of times with people that, you know, they just get back off the mission. They're like, oh, I got to get married like so quick. And like, no, you don't. But I mean, don't don't rush it, but don't take it too slow. Like, make sure you're just make sure you're in tune with the spirit. And God will guide you along your way. And I think that's really cool that you were, it, it almost sounded like, you know, you were very in tune, you know, as obviously not perfect by any means, but very in tune with the spirit as you were going along, you know, in your, in your journey, so to speak, as you, you know, you said, okay, I'm going to go to school now for a little while. Okay. Time to go on a mission, just different things. Um, you know, how have how have you been able to recognize the spirit? I guess, like what have been some things that have helped you along your way? Ooh. So recognizing the spirit for me was really hard because I always saw the effects of the spirit on those around me. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I thought people were feeling the spirit, they would cry. And I'm not somebody that cries at all ever. <laughs> but as I was preparing to enter the temple, I was listening uh, to a talk. I can't remember who said it, but um, they described as feeling the spirit, just a feeling to do good, a feeling to mm-hmm. want to be better, you know, and not maybe in that moment being completely imperfect, you know, right. still going through repentance, but feeling the spirit is just having a want to do good. And so, you know, now in my mind, I'm like, oh, is this a want to do good? Or is this like, where's this coming from? And then I'm like, it's easier for me to decipher for myself and say, this is something good. This is what I need to be doing. And especially if it comes back and it's a reoccurring thing, then I go, okay, let's move forward. How can I, what can I do to make things happen? Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. I mean, yeah, we, we learn in, um, in the scriptures and we actually recently did an episode where we talked about this. Um, I think it's the one that actually is, is with, um, Madison Villa, but it was really good. It was, we just talked about how, like in the scriptures, um, a little bit, just how, you know, if it's good, it's probably from God because everything good comes from God. And so like you were saying, you know, if it's, if it's a desire to do good, then it must be a God, you know, it must be the spirit because Satan is not going to tell you, you know, go serve a mission. He's not going to tell you to do certain things because he it's just going to mess up his 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 motives his plan it's just not in line with with his purpose so he's not going to have you do it or encourage you to do it so i like that that you mentioned that because really you know if we break it down you know the listening to the the spirit and recognizing the spirit is really just you know if it leads to good then it's uh probably something good to do probably from the spirit probably from god So excellent. Um, let's see. What have been some other things you've been doing to uh, to prepare? I know you said you know you were you were looking forward to those testimony meetings. Um, you know, have you have there been some other things you've been doing to prepare? I know you mentioned the temple as well. Yeah, actually, uh, 
so going through the temple, obviously, and um, I actually have the opportunity right now. I just barely started uh, a shift as an ordinance worker uh, oh, at the Payson Temple, and I've absolutely loved it. And so it's a really good chance for me to serve others, but also learn from recently returned missionaries. Uh, and that's one tool that I think I'll be using quite a bit in the coming months. Um, but also, uh, I've got <laughs> two mission prep classes. One is through an institute and one is just with my ward. And I mean, they're under the same name, but I have not learned the same things in both classes. It's been uh, two different streams of knowledge that have kind of converged under one roof. But that has helped me tremendously. But I was also invited actually to attend uh, a temple prep class after I had gone through the temple. And I think that was also helping me to be a missionary because then I was able to explain what I could about the, the sacred feelings of the temple and the ordinances that happen there. And I didn't realize that being able to go to a temple prep class was already, was something that I could do as somebody who had already been through the temple. But yeah. those were the ways that have really helped me to gel everything together. That's awesome. It's amazing. You know, some of the things that, that we can learn. And, and I like what you mentioned, you know, yeah, your mission prep class, you're taking two of them, but like, they're just, there's just so much to learn that really you can take, you know, two, probably more than that. And they won't, you know, the, not all the topics are the same just because there's so much that we can learn. I mean, it's, it always amazes me just how simple the gospel of Jesus Christ is, but yet, you know, it's, it's simple enough for a child to understand, but yet, you know, it takes a lifetime and more than that to truly learn everything there is to know about it. And yeah. And that's just so cool that, you know, you're able to go to both those classes as well as the temple prep class. And I think, you know, obviously those preparing for the temple, you want to go to that before, but I think in some ways you get a lot, not necessarily get more out of it after, but you definitely take and glean different things, things that you wouldn't have grasped prior to going through the temple for the first time. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so having those with my friends, I can point out and say, Hey, if I wanted to know something where it's still fresh on my mind, this is what I would have pulled out of it, you know? Right. 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 That's, that's just so cool that, you know, you have that opportunity, you know, especially working in a temple before the mission. I think just all these little things, they just add up because I mean, again, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but you know, every mission's a little different, you know, with their policies on, you know, when you can go to the temple, if you can, if there's even a temple in your mission. And I mean, I know that there is, is one in the Sacramento um, temple. That's actually where I went through the temple for the first time. But um, it's just interesting because, you know, you want to get in as much as you can beforehand, before the mission, um, because you just don't know, you know, how often you'll be able to go on the temple or to the temple on the mission. And so it's just such a blessing, you know, that you have to be able to, to work in the temple and to have that opportunity. It's just such a, such a great blessing. Well, it definitely is. I've already felt it. And I think I only father for it every day. That's, oh, that's excellent. It's excellent. Um, and, and so like with, with where you're at Casey and what you've been doing, um, what advice, you know, would you give to someone who's, you know, maybe a couple years younger than you, maybe uh, some some advice you'd give to a younger you, 
um, you know, what would you share with them? I'd probably tell them to change your expectations just a little bit. Uh, I know personally myself and a few of my friends that I've talked to have uh, held higher expectations uh, than I should have. Um, and those things were kind of detrimental because I had convinced myself at one point that I wasn't worthy to serve a mission. I wasn't, that's not something that I'm capable of doing. So I counted myself out before I even had the opportunity to go and uh, open my papers and start the process of it. And looking back, I realized that the expectations that I set for myself are much higher uh, than the expectation that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have. They have no doubt in their missionaries, and I know that uh, they'll help them exactly where they're at, help them exactly where they need to be. So I would tell those who are thinking about serving or looking for something or inspiration or something like that, um, to not compare yourself to who you would be post-mission or during your mission. Because I always had this hard mindset of, I have to be a perfect missionary now, starting now. And uh, that was hard for me because, you know, I'm still in high, I was still in high school at the time and still navigating and learning about all these things and trying to manage all of these other things. And I came to this realization that, you know, yes, I'm supposed to be a missionary. And living those standards before mission is going to be absolutely helpful and uh, uplifting to your life, but you don't have to live a mission before going on a mission. I always had this idea that the people who were going to be called on missions were the ones who lived like that before being on a mission, and they were amazing missionaries before going on a mission. But um, I'd give advice to my past self and say, stop comparing to who you might be and start comparing to who you were yesterday. Um, and taking that perspective on it helped me enter, to understand that God really is helping us through our todays to make it to tomorrow. He's not preparing me for months and months down the line. He's preparing me for tomorrow, what I need to face tomorrow instead of what I'm going to be facing, you know, in February when I start the MTC. And uh, lastly, any advice that I'd give to people, um, I'd probably tell them that they're going to touch thousands and thousands of people, whether they shake hands, baptize, teach, whatever it may be. You may not even see every single person that you influence face to face, but they'll be there. The Spirit will work in mysterious ways. Uh, we've learned that through the scriptures. Um, it was really strange. I had an experience in one of my mission prep classes, and that was the advice that my teacher gave to me. Um, I started the mission prep class before I got my mission call, and when I had just gone back um, after receiving my mission call, we were talking about it, and um, he looked me dead in the eye, and he told me, he goes, Case, you are going to touch thousands of lives in Sacramento. And that just floored me, and I never... I had heard that so many times, but I never felt it, you know? I looked at him, and the way he looked at me, he knew... It was like he knew what was going to happen before it did. Um, it was a really strange sensation, but I felt the Spirit testify to me that the words that my teacher was saying weren't my teacher's words. They were words of the Spirit he was um, being acted upon, and it was such a blessing to me to understand that. 
Um, the Heavenly Father speaks through other individuals. Um, I'd also tell people uh, to get to know the Spirit, learn the language of the Spirit as much as possible before your mission. Uh, that's one thing that has changed the course of my life was learning to learning to listen to the Spirit and discernment and being sensitive to those things that I needed to learn at that time. And those things have tremendously blessed my life. Thanks so much for sharing that. Any uh, any final pieces of advice before we sign off? Um, I guess I'd close with my testimony that I know this church is true and I know that California is where I need to be and I know that the Book of Mormon is a true book it was given to us for this dispensation and I'm so grateful for that blessing and I also know that Joseph Smith is a prophet and he opened this dispensation and I also know that um, the Lord acts in small and simple ways and he will prepare those that he needs to prepare to serve a mission and um, those people will never never be perfect um, and that's okay something to understand is that there's no person in this life that you will encounter that will be perfect except for our Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, I have a huge testimony of the temple. And uh, I'd encourage anybody who's thinking about pondering, praying, looking for answers about serving, and thinking about going to the temple, I would definitely tell them to, to act on those. The temple has been... In, for lack of better words, my own Garden of Eden, where I feel the closest to my Heavenly Father, and um, I feel so grateful for that, and so, um, and I'm grateful for this opportunity, so thank you, Nathan, for letting me share my thoughts and ideas. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure uh, just getting to learn from you and hear your experience. Uh, you're going to be a great missionary over in Sacramento, California. Keep up the great work, and uh, have a great mission. If you or someone you know is preparing for or currently serving a mission, check out the Called to Serve Mission Journals using the description below. They are specific to each mission and are based on the state or national flag. They've got a nice clean look. And Elder Richard G. Scott once said, quote, Write down in a secure place the important things you learn from the Spirit. You will find that as you write down precious impressions, often more will come. Also, the knowledge you gain will be available throughout your life, close quote. The official Call to Serve mission journals are now live and available for purchase. We now have all the Australia, Mexico, and most of the United States missions live, available now. If you have trouble finding the mission you're looking for, please send us an email at calledtoservepodcast at gmail.com. Tap the link in the description below to pick up your journal today.